Welcome to the Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs podcast, a place for podcasters to learn what's actually working in the world of podcasting and how to use their podcast to generate consistent leads in their business. I'm your host, Jenny, and I'm so excited you're here. Hey, Savvies. Welcome back to another episode of Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs. Today, I'm chatting with Alessandra Polina of the Female Millennial Entrepreneur Podcast. Alessandra grew up in a small town of Vermont before moving to Boston to attend Boston University's College of Communication. She obtains a Bachelor of Science in Communications with a focus on PR and a minor in anthropology. Throughout her college year, she held many internships in the PR field at some of the best agencies in Boston. This vast array of experiences became the foundation of her PR career and positioned her to launch her own company, Paulina PR and Marketing, a full-service boutique PR and marketing agency in 2012 at just 23 years old. In addition to offering full-service PR, Alessandra also loves to work one-on-one with business owners to train them on the tactics, strategy, and implementation best practices for carrying out their own PR and marketing so that they are empowered to promote their businesses and build their brands. She offers individualized trainings, in-person workshops, and a self-paced online course all to this end. She gets particularly fired up by working with fellow female entrepreneurs and loves to take part in spreading their messages to the world. In 2016, she founded the Female Millennial Entrepreneurs Boston Networking Group, which aims to bring like-minded entrepreneurs and business owners together for in-person connection and learning experiences. In 2019, she launched the Female Millennial Entrepreneur Podcast, a podcast by and for female millennial entrepreneurs inspired by the group, but with an international reach. So I'm super excited to have her here to chat about her podcast, what's working, what's not, all the good stuff. So let's dive right in. Hi, Alessandra. Welcome to the show. I'm super excited you're here and I cannot wait to chat all about podcasting with you. So before we dive in, tell us a little bit about yourself and your podcast and just how you got started with it all. Hi. Yeah, totally. Thank you for having me. Um, my podcast is called the Female Millennial Entrepreneur Podcast, and I started it um, a little over a year ago, and it came out of this group that I had started, um, an in-person like meetup, networking, get-together, whatever group that I started for female millennial entrepreneurs in my city. Um, I just like had found it's, it, it's, it sounds almost weird to say, but a couple of years ago, at least, um, because I live in a big city, I live in Boston, but there was really no place, no group that I could find, um, back then to get together with other like-minded business owners who were like on the younger side, um, specifically women, because that just, you know, there's certain things like in running a business, um, that I just, you know, wanted to talk about with other women. And most of the other business owners I knew were men to begin with, and also like just much older than me. So that's like where that group came from. And then after doing that for a couple of years and um, just really loving the conversations that came out of that and being so inspired by the other women that I would talk to and meet there and the, and the like relationships and friendships that had formed from there. I was like, I came up with the idea for the podcast just because I was like, I'm so lucky to have this group. And I know that a lot of people don't have something like this. Like, you know, if you're in a smaller city or in the middle of nowhere, you know, (laughs) or anywhere where it's like harder to, to form something like this, um, you know, to not have that make just makes things so much harder. Like, because having that group of people around you just made it just for me made it feel like 
business ownership was like a little bit easier, a little bit more fun. Um, and having people to like bounce ideas off with, build goals with, talk about all that stuff was really helpful. So I was like, I wish I could share this with people who don't have it in real life. People who don't know these people, like I want to put them on a, on a stage and let people hear what they have to say. So that's how I started it. Um, with mostly people from, from Boston, like Boston business owners who were in my like circles in my networking groups and then, um, expanded it from there. Cause it was like, why, why keep it local when it can go national or international. So I actually started right from the beginning, kind of doing interviews with people from all over the place, but that's where it came from. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's just fun to have those conversations. Yeah. I love that. And I love how it kind of stemmed from like an in-person thing and you're like, well, let's take this online because not everyone has that opportunity to network with other women and other people in their age group and things like that. And, you know, I also live in a big city, so I have all these opportunities to network as well, but not everyone has that, um, at their fingertips. So that's exactly awesome thing to be able to do for people. Um, so when, you know, you kind of talked a little bit about why you started, but how long have you been doing it for? So I started the podcast in February of 2019, um, which I only always remember because I had made up this deadline in my mind that it had to be live by my birthday. So it launched right around my birthday, um, which was in the beginning of February. So it was, yes, we celebrated a one year kind of anniversary or birthday of the podcast um, this past February too. I love that. That's exciting. I think, I think it's really fun to kind of have like those, you know, you celebrate those anniversaries because a lot of people are just like, Oh yeah, you know, I've been doing this for a year. Great. Unlike when you start your business, people are like, woo, it's been a year in business (laughs) and stuff like that. So it's a lot different, but so fun. I love it. Um, so you know, are, are you doing solo episodes, interviews or a mix of the two? And then how often are you actually putting out new episodes? I'm doing a mix of the two. I do like alternating. Every other one is an interview and then the next one will be a solo episode mostly because um, I, I knew, I mean, the interviews were like kind of the inspiration for the whole podcast, but I kind of knew that it might be just like a bit much to schedule that many interviews and do all of that in terms of like getting the recordings together and guests and everything um, because this isn't like my main business or anything. Um So I figured it would make more sense to do solo ones in between because then I could just record those whenever and talk about kind of whatever I wanted. And um, I also thought that was a good way to share a little bit of my personal expertise because like on the interviews, I'm really focusing always on the guests. Um, And I did want to be able to share some of my personal experiences in business and some of the things that I've seen with myself and others in terms of like helping to build businesses and make them be successful. And, um, and I, I didn't say this when you said to tell a little about myself at the beginning, but I have a PR company, so I do PR and marketing for other businesses. Um, so I just feel like a lot of that information is really helpful to share with other business owners and the other people who are the other people who are basically my listenership. So the the alternating solo episodes are often focusing on public relations and marketing strategies and tactics for your business. Um, And then, as I said, the alternating ones are interviews with other um, business owners and entrepreneurs. And I had been doing them always. I had been putting out an episode every week and I've recently scaled it back a little bit to do an episode every other week. Um, 
So basically one interview and one solo episode a month. I might change it up again <laughs> later on. I'm not sure. It just felt like that made a little bit more sense with my schedule right now. Um, so, you know, I'm in charge. So yeah, <laughs> why not? Exactly. Why not do that? <laughs> That's the beauty of having, you know, a podcast. You don't need to release every single week if you don't want to, as long as it's consistent in some way, whether that's twice a month, once a month, you know, four times a month or whatever. Then I think that's important because, you know, if you're not consistent, even just like having one a month or whatever, people are going to get bored and drop off and be like, okay, well, I don't want to wait around because, you know, she's not putting out content consistently and, you know, they'll move on to the next one. So, so I think it's important to have like some kind of schedule, whether it's, you know, super frequently or only, you know, once or twice a month. Um, yeah, it's I, like something, right. <laughs> I agree. And I think it was really important to be really consistent with like a little bit, a little bit more, um, content at towards the beginning of putting out the podcasts, like having every week uh, for a while before I kind of now scaled it back because people were used to kind of hearing the podcast. They knew, um, that they could tune in every week. And it kind of, I think like, you know, got people used to listening to it in a way. Um, and also I had put out, a, I can't remember how many, but like multiple episodes at the very beginning before I really like launched it. So right. when it first started, there was like enough content there for people to kind of like get into it before they then had to wait another week for the next episode. So I think that's one other thing that's kind of, um, a good thing to do that. That's kind of like what I had learned when I was doing my research into like what to do for launching it. Yeah, I think it's important to give some people some things to binge and then like you can scale it back in the in the future. But, um, you know, people like to kind of get on that routine and that schedule. And now you have a ton of content for your new listeners to listen to and your old listeners kind of, you know, they can catch up if they need to and stuff like that. And they're not constantly like, oh, my God, there's a new episode every single week now, like you know, they feel overwhelmed, especially with right now we're recording during the quarantine thing. And I feel like a lot of people aren't listening as much as they used to just because they don't have commutes. Um, they're not going to the gym, things like that. So, and that's typically when people are like listening to episodes. Yeah, I totally agree. And that was one of the things I was thinking about too. Like I personally am getting so behind in all the ones I listen to. And I've heard a lot of people say the opposite. I've heard a lot of people saying like, I'm having like all this time at home where I'm just able to listen to podcasts and stuff now, but I don't know, as somebody who's still working just as much and has like a child at home now and, and none of that commuting, I haven't been able to listen much at all lately. So it's a good time to I think let people catch up on, on other ones, old, old episodes. Yeah, exactly. I agree with that. So when it comes to your podcast, what's like one or two things that you find is working best right now? Um, the best thing for me is having somebody else who ed does the editing, the management and all of that stuff. Um, because as I've maybe alluded to, like it's enough for me to try to stay on top of like recording episodes and having somebody to help, just to help kind of pull together all the back end stuff of it is really helpful. And also just kind of like knowing that I, knowing that I basically have her waiting on me for the episodes, like just makes me make sure that I'm sticking to the schedule and getting them, getting them done in time to get them out in time. Because like, as we talked about like this of scheduling to make sure they're coming out consistently, like if it was just me, I think I would have trouble with, or I know I was having trouble with that. <laughs> so that's definitely the best thing I ever did was have somebody help. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, we can't do it all alone, especially if your podcast is not like your main business because most people it's a supplemental thing, like it's content, but it's not like your main business. You don't like make a 
profit off of it unless you're doing like self-hosted ads or something. Um, but yeah, I definitely agree with that. So when did you start outsourcing? Um, have you been doing it since like the get go or is this something that came over time? Um, no, not since the get go. Um, I would say, gosh, I'm not sure, maybe like the end of last summer. Um, so I guess maybe when I was at least six months in probably, um, yeah, or maybe even the fall, maybe like I would say within six to nine months, <laughs> um, I was starting to slip with the consistency basically <laughs> and find just finding that I didn't enjoy editing the podcast episodes as much as I like assumed I would, I guess. Um, and just, yeah, always pushing it back, kind of feeling like it was like an extra thing because as you said, like, it's not part of my main, it's not like my main business. So I would always feel like I shouldn't do it during like my working time, you know, when I had childcare and stuff. So I would be doing it at night and, um, I just didn't want to. <laughs> so yeah, after a while I was like, I need to do something else. <laughs> and I feel like a lot of people like do reach that six month period and they're like, okay, like this has been fun, but no. Um, and that's like typically when people, you know, come to me and they're like, okay, like I'm ready to outsource. And then, you know, I go through their back end and it's a hot mess. I'm like, Oh God, how did you even like find episodes that needed yeah. to be edited? It's a hot mess back here. But, um, but yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely one of those things that like a lot of people like to try it out themselves first. And then they realize like, you know, after three to six months, like, mm, yeah, no, better not do this because it's just, it's too, it's a lot of work, you know, like, yeah, I, mean, I would say like for my clients, it's about 15 to 20 hours of work. Um, obviously we're not even recording the episodes, but just with, just with like the other stuff, not even including editing. Cause I don't really have my editor track time. It's just my, you know, the people who are doing the admin stuff, the show notes and things like that. And that's like an additional 15, 20 hours just for that. Not even including editing, which editing I'm sure um, is at least, you know, an hour or so per episode, depending on how long the mm -hmm. episode is. So it's definitely yeah. a lot of stuff, um, and a lot of extra time on your plate if you're trying to do it all yourself. And I at least definitely recommend outsourcing your editing. You don't have to outsource mm -hmm. anything, but that's just like the most time intensive part and the hardest part because most of us don't really have that skill already and we'd have to learn. So yeah, yeah. I wish I had done it sooner for sure. I mean, like I should, I should have done it sooner. Cause I definitely started like not putting out episodes in time and just like almost like dreading having to get it all put together, which like, you know, you don't want when you start something that's supposed to be a fun project. <laughs> yeah. So exactly. if I had done it, I wish I had done it sooner, but, and, and as you said, like I started with just the editing and then it's kind of built from there. Like every couple months I'm like, okay, what else can you do for me? So she started like doing like the show notes and now right. yeah. putting it up on my website <laughs> and everything. So like building from there for sure has been really yeah. good too. Yeah. I think editing is like the first thing people are like, no, I'm good. I don't want to do this. Cause like the uploading other stuff, it doesn't take very long. Um, I mean, show notes can, but like the uploading to the website and uploading to the host and stuff like that, that's like a, probably a 10 minute task. So it's not a big deal, but like, yeah, the, the editing and show notes definitely add up for sure. So kind of on the other side of things, what is something you wish you could have done better with your podcast? And it can also be that you didn't outsource sooner, but, um, anything else as well. And then what did you learn from that? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but I guess the best thing would have been to start that sooner. Um, I guess another thing though, um, another thing that I, well, that I think I could be doing better and that I think I could have done better from the very beginning is just like kind of the marketing of the podcast itself. And just in terms of like trying to build the listenership from 
kind of the very beginning. Um, because I think, again, relating to all the same issues that we've been talking about, like it was like, you know, once I finally got through like getting the episodes edited and put together and like ready to go, I was like, all right, that's like, that's it for this week. Like I wasn't going to do any more. And so then I almost like hardly even shared it when it came out and like hardly did any of like all the important stuff to make sure people are actually listening to it. Um, so that would have been good to, I think, have started doing more <laughs> sooner too. Yeah. I think, I think that's a hard part too. You do all like this pre-production stuff and then like the stuff post-production, but then the marketing is what slips and people are like, oh yeah, I did all, I put all this work into this episode and then like no one listened to it because I didn't actually market it properly. Um, and that's something that a lot of people, you know, experience too, because they're so, they have so much fatigue from like all the stuff with the episode and recording and stuff. And then they're like, they don't even share it or they like put out so much content that they're just, they don't have enough time to share it because it's just mm-hmm. they're putting out two episodes a week or something, which I used to do too. And that was Ooh. insane. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally. So definitely totally agree with that. So I know analytics are not really that great for podcasts, but if you had to guess, where do you think you would, you were getting your listeners from? Ooh, that's so hard. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, well, so I do, I mean, I guess I do know because I started it out, as I said, like with that um, in-person group that I have. So I would like share it there and make sure that people who were guests would share it um, with their networks. So I think the listenership definitely started and probably still gets a lot of its base from that um, my Boston-based female millennial entrepreneurs like group and sharing it within like this private Facebook group that we have. Um, but obviously, I mean, gosh, I certainly hope that it's expanded from there. (laughs) And I think the main place is from the guests sharing it across their channels and having their kind of followers listening in on it. So, I mean, maybe the answer is like Instagram and like where it's being shared on social media. I think that's definitely the main um, place. So maybe that's the answer, (laughs) but I think having guests who are really going to share it themselves for their episodes. And then hopefully people, the people who listen into those episodes are going to like the podcast enough that they're going to want to like tune in for later episodes, even if they don't know the guest. Right. I agree. And I think having guests, that's like a good reason to have guests. Obviously not the only reason to have guests, but it really helps you promote because when you have solo episodes, it's really reliant on you and just you, but with guests, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously not every guest is going to promote. There's going to be some who slip through the cracks and that sucks. But as a whole, most guests are pretty good about promoting because they want to share their message with their people too. So I think, I think that's a really good way to kind of grow your listenership, um, you know, with these new guests each week or, you know, every other week or whenever you're doing guest episodes. So I definitely think that's a great way and a way that a lot of the time that my listenership grows as well when people share, because, you know, otherwise if it's just me, it's kind of reliant on just me and, you know, I don't have the biggest reach ever. Um, and you know, that's okay, but yeah. Yeah. What do you think? I mean, that's actually, it's such a good question. Like where do you think other people say that their listenership comes from? Um, for the most part, I've found it's a lot of social media and guests. Um, mm-hmm. and then also them being guests on other people's podcasts too. Oh uh, yeah, of course. That is another thing that has grown mine too, because when I'm a guest on other people's that day that it goes live, I always see an uptick in my own downloads, even if I have mm. a new episode because people are like, I mention it there and then they go check it out if they're really interested. So I found that to be really good too. Um, actually almost better than 
the days that I have a guest that is on my show for some reason. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's so being a guest on other people's shows um, has really, um, from from my experience, been the best. Um, and then obviously having people on my show too is good. But from yeah, from my experience, that, those are the days I'm like, whoa! I got like all of a sudden probably got like three or four new subscribers because my downloads went up by like you know. 500 or something. And, you know, I have like a hundred and something episodes. So that means I had like a handful of new subscribers that day or something. So. Yeah, no, that's great. I think. And I mean, yeah, the power of PR, right. I'm all about <laughs> getting yourself featured at other places so that then people can discover you on the channels that they're already paying attention to, like someone else's podcast that they listen to. So that makes total sense have a podcast already and feel like you're in the groove with things, but you're not bringing in as many new listeners as you'd like, then you've got to check out my new freebie. It walks you through the five mistakes you're probably making with your podcast, which is directly resulting in a lack of new listeners month over month. If you want to grab this, head to savvypodcastingforentrepreneurs.com slash mistakes to grab it now. So when it comes to kind of taking those listeners and turning them into like clients or customers, do you have anything specific that you're doing for that? Um, um, Do you do like self-hosted ads, not really ads, but like little, little um, segments where you just kind of talk about your own services or products or, you know, what are you doing there? Or is it Um, even related at all? (laughs) Well, I mean, it kind of is. Um, I don't, I guess I don't try to necessarily use the podcast as a way to get clients. Um, I don't necessarily want there to be like a direct link there. I don't think most of the listeners of the podcast are necessarily my clientele, um, which is, I know kind of a silly thing to say, like it, this truly was like just a passion project for me (laughs) because I know it should be really part of my marketing funnel or whatnot to get people in to like want to work with me or whatever. And that really wasn't my intention in doing it. Um, but that being said, like, as I did it, I, I have found obviously that I want it to kind of like be worth my while in a little more of a sense than just, you know, getting to know these people and have these conversations, which really inspire and light me up, which, which really was why I started doing it. Um, so I do sometimes add like a little, um, sponsorship, I guess you would say for like my own things, like things that I'm offering that people can take part in, um, for my, basically my PR business. So, I mean, there's definitely a, there's, there's a connection between them because, most people who are entrepreneurs or business owners like do need PR and marketing. And sometimes if they don't already have somebody doing it or they don't want to do it themselves or they don't know how to do it themselves, but they do want to do it themselves. I have resources that can kind of help them there. Um, Cause I do have like a DIY um, PR online course that people can do. So I do sometimes like add a sponsorship in there for that um, in case it's helpful for people who are listening, but I don't necessarily I wouldn't necessarily say that I'm that I'm really trying to like draw people in from the podcast to become actual clients of my agency or anything like that. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, obviously like we are no about making it worth your while. You don't want to just put out tons of content and then not like have any type of promotion about yourself because then it's like, you know, what, not, what am I doing this for? You know what you're doing it for, but still you want to have some kind of ROI, even if it's just like a quick mention every other month or something like that. 
Um, yeah, I think like, and if anything, I think it helps people get to know me more. So like if somebody was gonna, you know, was looking into hiring my agency for their PR or looking to, to buy one of my like do it yourself products or something like that. Um, I mean, I'm a big proponent of just how much you can kind of get to know someone by hearing them speak. And like, if they were doing research on me, you know, and they could listen into the podcast and just feel like they're learning something or getting to know the way I work or what I, you know, what I even sound like, like that really goes far in terms of having someone feel like they have some kind of connection to you and then wanting to maybe get involved in something that, that you offer. So I think even if it's just for like that, just for like the ability to get to know me more through the podcast and then whatever that may lead to in the future, I think that's great. Yeah, I always say that podcasting is kind of like a warming hut for your people, whether they end up working with you in a paid capacity or they're just like here for the freebies, but then they still build that like, know, and trust factor with you. So they're able to refer you if that's not something that they need, or, you know, they might end up working with you in the future and things like that. So I think it's just like a good way to like get your message out there for people and for them to get to know you better. And then, you know, eventually once you feel comfortable, you can start sharing your, you know, little ad segments here and there. And I don't think it has to be crazy or spammy. Um, but it's just like important so for people to know what you exactly. do. Exactly. Well. <laughs> yeah. I love that. The warming hut. That's such a good way to put it. No, I love that. And yeah, I totally agree. I think, I think it's just, yeah, that's the most authentic form of marketing there could be is just talking in a, talking in a way that people can be in your warming hut and get to know you set then they'll even, yeah, refer you out to people. You know, they'll be like, oh, I, you know, I heard this person talking and she seems to be offering exactly what you need or whatever. Like, I think that's the absolute best thing you can do is have people just feel like they know, like, and trust you and then tell other people about you. Exactly. Totally agree with that. And so when it comes to keeping those people coming back for more, how do you have any specific things specific that you do there? I mean, obviously by having like really awesome guests every week and things like that, but is there anything else that you do to kind of just ensure that those people are coming back, you know, each week, each month, all that stuff? Ooh, that's a really good question. I don't know if I do anything like that. Um, I mean, I do, I mean, I post about it like on, you know, social media and I try to get people to share it, you know, when it's relevant. Um, but I don't know if there's any way that I'm actually like targeting people who have already listened to episodes or people that I know have downloaded or anything like that. If they're not actually following along in any other way, that's such a good question. Um, I don't even really know how you, I can't think of any way to do that, but I'm going to look into it now because obviously it seems great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some, some previous things that people have said are like, they kind of do a preview of what's coming up depending on if they are, you know, batch recording or whatever. So like they'll be yeah. like, the next week's episode, we'll be chatting with so-and-so about this. Stay tuned. If you want to learn more about this guest or whatever. I mean, I'm not that strategic. I wish I was. Ooh, yeah, that's <laughs> such a good idea. But I'm not. Or they'll like drop little hints on social, like before the episode goes live with the new person, like, you know, tomorrow so-and-so is going to be on the show instead of just like waiting until the day of and things like that. Um, like little small mm. that don't need to be anything crazy strategic, just like, you know, getting people excited for what's to come basically. Yeah. I kind of like that teaser idea of trying to get something on the end of the end of an episode or somewhere in the episode of what's to come next week, especially if it's like a topic that seems just seems like people will be really interested in hearing about that's, hmm, 
I love it. I'm going to try to do that. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to try to get organized enough to know for sure what's coming up in advance so I can talk about right. it. Right. Yeah. It, it's tough, but yeah, it's something it's, it's podcasting is always a work in progress. I feel like you're always learning what to add and what to do. And you know, you don't start off being perfect and you just kind of figure out where to go from there. So yeah, there's always more you can do, but <laughs> I, I do, I do have a pretty good like schedule in mind because again, my podcast manager is so good at like, she's like, we need to know what's coming up for this whole month. So I probably could fairly easily do that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something I always encourage my people. I usually say like, okay, like let's set up like a batch day or a batch week or whatever for you. So we can get you kind of figured out with that. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, I'll tell them like, Hey, it looks like your hundredth episodes coming up. Do you want to do anything special marketing wise for that? Um, I mean, I don't usually help them with their marketing unless they have like an additional plan, but, um, I'll kind of give them those little nuggets. So it's like, valuable to them. Like I'm not actually planning the marketing thing, but I just let them know like, Hey, episode hundred is coming up. Like, yeah. Anything special you want to do for there? Do you want to record like a special little intro or, you know, ad segment or something, or, you know, have like a little fun giveaway on Instagram or whatever you want to do. Um, so I think, I think that's important too, just to kind of, um, make sure that you're kind of just keeping on track of those, you know, different milestones that are coming up, even though, may not seem like a big deal. A hundred episodes is a lot of episodes. So yeah. 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 I think I'm only on like, I think my um, 39th episode came out this week, which I mean, clearly I, yeah, I don't know. Clearly I did not do one every week because <laughs> I already told you I've been doing it more than a year, yeah. but yeah, that it seems like it's been a lot and I'm only on 39. So a hundred is a big milestone. Yeah. Yeah. Just like little things like that. You just, yeah, it's just fun to kind of do um, and kind of help my clients and make sure that they're like aware of that. Cause like, you know, they feel like they're just putting out this content and then that's it. And I'm like, what, here we have, here we have this and here we have that, like, you know, things like that. And it's important to kind of bring that to their attention. Cause you know, they're all over the place <laughs> typically. So, yeah. yeah. So what is one piece of advice that you'd give anyone who's looking to start a podcast, but they just have no idea where to even start? I would just say, you know, I mean, I think you have to kind of have a passion for the topic that you want it to be focused on. And I think you should have a topic. I don't think you should necessarily just like want to start a podcast just to start a podcast. Like, I think you have to have something that you really want to talk about a lot (laughs) because, um, like that's the main thing you have to be able to, you have to want to be coming up with new content all the time about this topic or whatever it is you're talking about. And, it's a lot more than you might think, I think, getting into it. So make sure you're going to really love the topic, have a lot you can say about it. And then I think as we kind of said, like get as organized as you can at the beginning um, and stay as organized as you can throughout because um, yeah, just, just planning things out and knowing what to expect and like what content you're going to need when, or like what like outlines for episodes you're going to need when. I think that just those things make it so much easier to stick with it and feel like you're not going to feel overwhelmed by it and that you're putting out really good content. Um, so yeah, I think just kind of thinking it through maybe a little bit more even than I did, because <laughs> I'm definitely not one to really think things through a whole ton before I start a new project. Um, but I think that is a good, a good uh, thing to do in this case. Yeah, I totally agree. I think it's important to have something that you um, 
you know, you can talk a lot about. And a lot of the time people think it's going to be like this big overarching topic. Like when I first started my podcast before it became what it is now about podcasting, I was talking about all kinds of things, business. So it was like social media, um, general business tips, blogging tips, all that crazy stuff. And then I realized like it was really hard to come up with content because there's just so much. And then when I niched down to podcasting, like I thought it was going to be really hard to have like solo episodes about it. I thought I was going to run out of content, but no, I literally have like, you know, my entire year planned out for solo episodes in addition to guest episodes and like half of next year already in solo episodes. Wow. You're good. <laughs> I mean, but I thought it was going to be really hard. Like I thought it was going to be hard to come up with stuff since it's like such you know, a niche thing. So, yeah. But I think being specific is really good. And then people yeah. know exactly what to tune in for, you know, because there are just so many podcasts out there now that, you know, there's a lot that are just kind of like somewhat general or like, you know, about business or about marketing or whatever. And it's like, you need to give people a reason to be listening to yours, a reason to choose yours and a reason to tune in on a regular basis. So having something a little bit more specific or a little bit more niche like that, I think, can be really helpful in that sense. Yeah, I agree completely. Um, it's just really important because people, I was finding that people were tuning in the specific episodes. Like I would have a guest talk about Facebook ads and that would have really high downloads because people were mm -hmm. like, Ooh, I want to know about Facebook ads. But mm -hmm. then like when I do something else, like about blogging or something that would like be lower or, you know, it was just all over the map. So like, it was really hard to tell what people actually liked and what they didn't. And it was hard to replicate, you know, each episode, every episode would have different downloads. And now it's pretty much all the same because people are interested in what that podcasting, they're learning, interested in learning how to launch or grow their podcast. So either way they're like interested in, you know, if they're not interested in podcasting, then they're not a subscriber. So, right. Yeah. So, and especially for someone like you where you're, you know, it's really related to your business. So people know people it's, yeah, it's, it acts as another resource for people to get to know your business. And you know that the people who are listening are really interested and might then really be good prospective clients for you. Exactly. Yeah. It's so much more strategic. I like yeah. myself for having that other <laughs> podcast for like a year and a half because now I, you know, I've been doing this one since like September of last year. Um, so we're about two and a half years in total for like podcasting in general. And I'm like, dang it, why did I have that one for so long? Mm -hmm. But it was fun. It was really good talking to guests about different topics each week. Um, but yeah, it just wasn't strategic and yeah. you know, we all learn. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think too, like, as you said, it sounds like, oh my gosh, how am I going to have enough to talk about for this whole year or whatever, but it really isn't like if you're putting out an episode every week, or even if you're not doing it like every week, if you're doing every other week, like what I'm doing, now, I'm like, well, it's really not that much. Like I only really need then 12 solo episodes. Like, and even if I'm doing, because, because then the other one is an interview. And even if I am doing every week, so it's like basically two solo ones, um, a month, like that's only 24 topics. Like there's so many things I can talk about that have to do with like the PR and marketing for your business. And that's, yeah, it's really not that much. If you actually sit down and like plan it out and like write down these topic ideas, it's really not that much unless you're doing like an episode every day or maybe like what you're doing with every two every week sound, does sound like a lot, but you know, you don't have to start out with a ton. So if you start out with like one or two a month, it's really not that many topics if you really sit down and think about it. Yeah, no, totally, totally. And it, I think I always recommend like before people even start or like recording, like if they're deciding to launch their show and you know, they're, they're working with me or they just, 
like are launching without help, but they are taking my advice. I usually say like, sit down and write down as many topics about this specific, you know, podcast that you want to do, like about your, your, um, genre. I mean, like see how many you can get and then go from there, order them, kind of make sure they make sense. Cause you don't want to be one week talking about like how to market on Twitter or something in the next week, jumping into email marketing. That's just confusing. Right. So like kind of giving it a theme and stuff and just writing down as many topics as you can. Cause then you, you kind of know it's going to be a viable idea because if you can only write down six topics, then right. probably not the best, but if you can do 120, then yeah, you, you're on to something. So it's like yeah. a good way to kind of figure out, you know, is this going to be a viable thing that I can keep up with for the long term, or is it just something I could do like a little mini series for? And that would not be better suited for a podcast. It'd be better suited for like an email series or like a video series or something shorter. Yeah, totally. That makes sense. That's yeah. a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it eliminates a lot of hard work on their part because then they're mm-hmm. like, they're not going into it. They're like, oh, yeah, I only had 12 things to talk about. Okay, what am I going to do now? <laughs> So yeah. And then lastly, I just like to ask everyone as podcasters, I mean, you know, we kind of talked about not listening to as many podcasts right now because of the quarantine thing. Um, because you know, we don't have our typical schedules and kids are home and things like that. But when you are listening to podcasts, what is your, what is your like, favorite that one that you just feel like you either haven't missed an episode of, I mean, until this happened or just one <laughs> you could constantly listen to and not get tired of. No, I am still listening to to enough. Yeah, no, I love hot podcasts. I have so many that I like to listen to. I would say right now, I think um, my favorite one is the Boss Babe podcast. I don't know if you've heard of that. I think it launched like maybe a little before, like right around the time that I started mine maybe. Um, but I've been fo- I've been like a loyal follower of Boss Babe for years. So I was really excited when they started the podcast and I've definitely kind of like that's kind of one of the first go-to ones that I'll try to find when I'm going to listen to something because they have really great guests and really great topics for the episodes that aren't guests. And I just love everything that they do and everything they put out. Totally. Yeah. That one is a really good one. Um, I listen to, and I enjoy it as well. So definitely a good one. You guys, I will link in the show notes so you guys can go check it out if you need, if you'd like to, but yeah, lastly, just let us know where we can find you. So your website, your social media channels, and of course your podcast. Yeah. Well, the podcast is called the Female Millennial Entrepreneur Podcast, and you can find that anywhere really that you would listen to podcasts. Um, But and at the Instagram is at Female Millennial Entrepreneurs, so you can find it there too. And um, right now I do just kind of post it on my own website. So you can also find all the, the episodes on my website, which is really more geared towards my PR agency, which is polinapr.com. So it's P-O-L-L-I-N-A-P-R. And that's also my Instagram account for kind of more of like my, anything that's not the podcast, <laughs> my personal and business kind of account. So yeah, find me at Polina PR. Yeah, no, that is great. I will make sure to link everything in the show notes for you guys to go check her out, go check out her podcast, her website, all that good stuff. And thank you so much for being here today. I really enjoyed chatting with you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You can find all the details from this episode by going to www.savvypodcastingforentrepreneurs.com slash episode 161. See you in the next episode. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast player like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher and leave a review.
You can find us at SavvyPodcastingForEntrepreneurs.com and on Facebook at Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs and Instagram at Savvy Podcasting. Make sure to join our free Facebook community for podcasters by going to SavvyPodcastingForEntrepreneurs.com slash community and join in on the exclusive community just for Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs listeners. I'll see you there.